This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. Halloween has become a mecca for those who love to dress their dogs. Social media pup stars show off their costumes for sometimes weeks leading up to the big day. But did you know that adorning our dogs with beautiful things started a very long time ago? A few years back, I was intrigued by a story I read and decided to investigate just how many centuries back this trend began. The first jeweled collar buried on its owner's canine was in 3100 BC. Do you believe that? It was a dog buried with Chinese King Kuo of Zhangshan, which dates back to before Egyptian dynasties existed. The dog wore a collar of gold, silver, and turquoise, really too ornate and beautiful to have solely been used for identification. So... Although things have changed a lot in terms of what we have available to us for our dogs, pup parents have been showing their love for their canines through fashion for forever. With Halloween upon us, I asked two ladies who have exemplified the creativity and fun of what Halloween is about to come onto the show and talk about their wonderful designs, which have won numerous awards. So we're going to take a short break from our sponsor before we meet them, but don't go away. We've got lots of smiles and warm and fuzzies for you when we come back. So grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle, Free. New improved Lycochops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lycochops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. We're here today with two ladies who have created really fun, creative, and wild costumes for their dogs, but complete sets that they participate in. And I'm very excited to introduce them to you because I've seen their creations at the Tompkins Square Park Halloween Parade, which I've gone to for several years. Their names are Lynn Consovoy and Diana Lucci. And they're friends who found they had a real talent for thinking up these imaginative costumes for their dogs and these settings. Think things like Jack, Rose, and the jilted boyfriend Cal from Titanic, or a sweet shop complete with cotton candy, a Hershey's Kiss, and candy dots. A little event that I just mentioned called Tompkins Square Halloween Parade, which last year drew about 15,000 people with their dogs, became the platform for showcasing this duo's designs. And of course... They got noticed. So I can't wait to hear about their costumes, how they came up with the ideas, and how they implemented them. Let me introduce you all to Lynn Consovoy and Diana Lucci. Welcome, ladies. Hey, Jody. How are you? Hi. How are you doing today? Doing great. Good, good. 
Both Lynn and Diana are, well, in New York and New Jersey, respectively. So it's a little cold up there. And I know the, the Tompkins Square Park Halloween Parade was yesterday in a new location for the first time on the East River. Lynn, you went to that. How was it? Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. We were a little worried having a new location and the weather was a little cooler, but everyone came out and we still had about 300 entries. Nice. Halloween costume contest. I was part of the crew this year. I retired from competing in contests, but I still like to help out. <laughs> Absolutely. It's such a cool event. And I have to give a shout out to Aiden Nieves, who is the key organizer for that event for years and does an incredible job and is an amazing fashion designer for all types of pets. So, oh, hey, Ada. She did a phenomenal job with uh, yeah. a few obstacles along the way, but it turned out to be a fantastic event. I'm really happy to hear that. So, ladies, I think everyone would like to hear about your pups to start because they may not know Baxter, Gianna, and Geppetto. So, Lynn, why don't you tell us a little bit about Baxter? Baxter is a 13-year-old Yorkshire Terrier who way before we did Halloween costumes, we would dress up for online photo contests. So he's been doing it for 13 years. Uh, he's originally from a puppy mill, but he was adopted into our family, and we love him so much. Oh, and he's living the life ever since. Yeah. What about Gianna and Geppetto, Diana? Well, actually, Gianna and Geppetto got started on an online contest, and we met Lynn. And basically, it was Lynn who got us started in you know, more contests and our both entries, one of the Tompkins Square entries is where we really started to, it was like our first, our first event, so to speak, with, with my two babies, Gianna it's, and Geppetto. Yeah, I mean, isn't it funny how we meet people online because of common interests and especially when it comes to our pets, dogs especially, it just breaks down the barriers very, very quickly. And look at what happened. You guys became, you know, part Partners in crime, so to speak. Um, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're great friends, and we have had a lot of fun, and it's been great. Awesome. And who knew that my dogs had this in them? I mean, I'm so proud of them, too. <laughs> oh, well, when people see the photos on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site of the costumes that you ladies have created and your dogs participating, they're going to go wow. Lynn, you've said that Halloween has, you know, always been one of your favorite holidays. Tell us about that. Well, I've always loved Halloween personally. When my children were young, we'd always dress up and have a lot of fun. And then when Baxter came into the family, we just continued the tradition. We don't do one costume. We do multiple costumes. We just have so much <laughs> fun. We just keep going. One just isn't good enough. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> when was Baxter's first Halloween parade, and what did you dress him in? Well, we used to do smaller events at the um, the pet stores, but the first major event was with Diana, and that was in 2014. We came together, and she joined us with the Titanic, and yes. Diana made costumes for her dogs. Julie Lancaster made Baxter's costume, and a friend of ours helped us make a replica of the ship. We were very surprised to win Best in Show. It was incredible. I was there, and it was a big wow. 
Um, <laughs> because, you know, I mean, look, it's New York City and people are creative and you see quite a bit of people going all out to kind of create the best, you know, it's very competitive town, but your costume and the set and everything, it was so yeah. intricate. Diana, talk to us a little bit about creating the costumes for these parades that you do. Well, I've always, I've been sewing since I'm like eight years old, and oh, I've always wow. also loved Halloween. I used to make my own costumes before yeah, I got my dogs, and I would go to um, costume contests my, myself. And once I got the dogs, I started sewing for them. So when Lynn invited me uh, to this uh, Titanic thing, I said, oh, this is great. I'm going to get to make something elaborate for, for my two. Uh -huh. And it was a really a lot of fun, you know, just thinking, all right, what would Rose wear? and, you know, what would Cal wear and, uh, and put something together for them. It was more than just the costumes. We got together, we planned, we constructed our sets and our, our ideas. We started a year before each contest. I was just going to ask you that. How long does it take? A year you started A year. Planning. We planned for the 2015 Tompkins Square event, I believe the week after the 2014 event. Oh, right away, we jumped God. in. It's like putting on a production. It was. We have a, a good friend named Carlos Mejia who would build whatever we came up with in our minds. So our our floats were spectacular. And Diana now, would do the costumes, and together we, we presented our designs each year. Is Carlos a woodworker? Does he do this? You know, is that part of his job where he, he creates no. things? A, well, he is a master craftsman, and he never made a float before this event. <laughs> but oh, every wow. year we'd come up with ideas, and he was able to actually create exactly what we had in our mind. That's pretty amazing. So for the next year, for 2015, the two of you created a circus car. Right? Mm, my favorite. Okay. It, it, is. it, it was our favorite. It was awesome. For sure. You even had like those little platforms that mm -hmm. the elephants would stand on in the old days in the circus for the yes. dogs on the stage, right? Yes, yes so, and they performed beautifully, didn't they, Diana? They just, <laughs> we, uh, we, we didn't believe it. We were actually in awe of our own pets that actually stood there. Gianna made a turn up on the platform. I'm like, I cannot believe they're doing this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tell us about the set. Tell us about the costumes. Lynn, why don't you tell us about the set? Diana, why don't you tell us about the costumes? Lynn, well, go for, it. for the set, we decided to do an actual circus car with bars. But we created a flat space on the top so that the dogs could also be presented and seen in between. So they, they rode inside part of the time and outside. But Diana and I dress up, too. I've got to mention that. We do a whole scene. It's not just the dogs. That's we, right. We participate so that visually it's five of us that, you know, the crowd is <laughs> right. getting to see. So, so tell the, us about the, what you wore. I was the ringmaster, the trainer. Baxter was the lion made by Diana. And then, go ahead, Diana. Talk. Okay. And then, yeah, I was the candy vendor, which actually was definitely a collaborative effort because Lynn made my little tray that I was holding and all the candies on it. And I made her ringmaster jacket and hat. So that was funny. And then the, this was actually my favorite costumes of all to do because, I mean, who doesn't love a circus? But Gianna was an elephant with the 
big giant ears and the circus elephant, so it had the design on, you know, the back. I think it's called the dressing. I actually looked yeah. it up. And that was um, just so much fun. And, and Geppetto the clown, and, and I made back still into the lion, which was perfect for him. And all three dogs, which is also great about them, is they're all the same exact size. So they all look so perfect together. And we, it couldn't be a better, a better bunch. <laughs> And Diana much, and I don't live near oh. each other, so a lot of this had to be done over the phone and through oh. pictures and, and emails, and we'd get together to paint. We actually painted the, the circus, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, the car. And you we painted also, and decorated it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had yeah, circus Yeah, we, we met music. and painted. We had circus music going. It was so much fun. <laughs> the whole, that, yeah, there was everything about it was fun. So, Diana, how much research do you have to do to... Get the costumes just right. Yeah, I do a lot of research, especially, you know, like with the elephant, I wanted to, I wanted her to be the elephant. I didn't want the hat to be sitting on top of her head, which would have been, you know, easy to do. Instead, I wanted her face to be the face of the elephant. So I needed to figure out how to make, you know, the trunk and, and also keep it comfortable for her, but how to make the trunk kind of stick out from her face and the tusks stick out from her face and what kind of elephant is she and how big should the ears be? And, yeah. You know. for, well, for <laughs> and people the dressing. Yeah. For people listening at home, have you, I know you've been sewing since you're a kid. Have you ever had professional training or was it a family type thing where your mom taught you or your aunt taught you or... My Yes, my mom taught me, and she had no professional training except that her mom was a seamstress. So her mom taught her, and ah. my mom taught me. So, yeah, yeah, no professional training, but, yeah, close to and the family. I want to add that I have no sewing ability, and I still <laughs> like can create it. costumes. I use hot glue, and it works <laughs> very well. There's more to work There's no more sewing. way to skin that Halloween costume. I did want to add that Geppetto as the clown, his little flower at the top of his head, it actually turned. So it would turn in the wind. Oh, my goodness. That is so cute. <laughs> and again, you can see photos of all of this on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. We are going to take a short break, ladies, but there's so much more I want to talk with you about. So don't go away. There's more fabulous costumes, wonderful fashion, and of course, doggies. When we come back, so refresh that beverage, get cozy, we'll be right back. Sit, stay, we'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio, and I'm Jody Miller Young. You know, it was incredible. All of these amazing costumes you've done. I think one of my favorites, I know yours is the circus car, but one of my favorites was the sweet shop. And a reason for that was having seeing dogs dressed up. I mean, the dogs are cute enough as they are, but dressed up as a Hershey's Kiss or as a candy dot. I mean, come on, ladies. Oh, I need to hear about this. What made you decide <laughs> to do this? And what was involved to bring it to fruition? I think originally we had some other ideas, if I'm not mistaken. Right, we threw a lot of ideas around. That one was, that didn't come to us so easily, but we decided Halloween was all about candy. And once we got that idea, we just ran with it. And the float got more elaborate, the dog's costumes got more elaborate, and we just, we had a ball with this one. And Eileen was like, color, color, color. Right. Oh, there was plenty of that. There was plenty of that. You'll see when you see the pictures on the side, everyone. It is so cute. And people would just stop in their tracks. I remember, you know, they, we had just a real standout. We had candy jars on three shelves and just gave out candy to all the spectators as giving (laughs) were. I didn't get candy that year. (laughs) These these costumes were a a little bit more difficult, especially the Hershey's Kiss. There was, uh, I had to redo it about three times to get it, you know, to stand up on her and yet be comfortable so that the first couple, like when she would lay down, the whole Hershey's Kiss would collapse. Oh my goodness. And I'd be like, no, that's no good. What'd you make the um, silver? It was actually, the silver was actually a very thin silver, what do you call it, um, lame? Yeah, okay. it was very soft silver lame. And then underneath that was a, a thick, very thick stabilizer and a little bit of uh, foam. Ah, to give it the and, shape. Uh, but to give it the shape, and I had to like bend, and I actually sewed the foam into a form that would actually be stiff enough, but also when she laid down, it would fall with her. It was, it was, I had to do it over three times to finally get it so that it would, so that it would look good on her like that. And the most fun, though, was the cotton candy. I loved that one. That was my it favorite. It was adorable. It, it was, yeah. yeah. I, I did use hot glue. I did use spray glue for this one, and this one was fun. It was just cotton batting, and I laid it out on the front lawn with pink and blue spray paint and just pulled out little balls, and I actually made a white fleece jacket for him first, and then I took the cotton candy, and I sprayed some of it pink, and I sprayed some of it blue. I didn't want it all pink because he's a boy, and everybody thinks he's a girl, so I promised I would give him some blue, so I made a rainbow cotton candy, and I sprayed it, and then I spray-painted the white fleece jacket with spray glue, and then just stuck the cotton balls to it. It's two pieces, and then there's the head piece. It's more like a like a hood that actually is underneath his chin and above his head. And then the little the cone is actually made of paper. It's just rolled paper. I wanted it to be as realistic as possible, and just stuck that to the top. And yeah. he just walked with it on. He was fine with it. It was very lightweight and very comfortable. Oh, my goodness. And have you ever, I mean, it's dogs we're talking about, too, who are unpredictable in terms of the movements and everything else. Have you ever had a, uh, a fashion faux pas moment on when actually on set? If they get tired, they would lay down and take a little rest. And the events usually were over three hours. I so know. Yeah. 
So, you know, you have to let dogs be dogs. Yeah. You know, like if you can't, you know, if they're going to do something wrong, then. Yeah, we'd leave it off for a little bit and we'd put it back on and they they were fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's loose. It's loose. Yeah. And then you ladies, you ladies are always part of the act. So what did you dress up as for the sweet shop? Well, I was a soda machine. (laughs) <laughs> and I had my hair actually going through the top of a soda bottle and coming out into a cup. So oh, that my was God. My <laughs> idea. That's really creative. That's very <laughs> cute. Was cute. Well, you Clever. know, we like to get involved with the whole scene, so. Yeah. So, and I was a gumball machine. Mm-hmm. And I actually made the gumballs out of, well, first I did the clear bowl in the front, and then I painted all the different, like, ping pong balls, and I painted them all different colors, and put them inside the bowl on the front, a little little hat on my head to look like the little cap at the top of the machine, and yeah. a skirt with a little silver on it, also made out of that same uh, silver lame, and uh, with a little gum ball that came out a little shoot in the front. <laughs> oh, my God. colorful cut. Uh, I think yeah, right? yeah, 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 I think so. I think so too. You know, some people, we're not one of them because we all are really conscious about what we put on our dogs. But, you know, some people are against dressing your dogs. They think it's mean. They, you know, they think dogs aren't supposed to be dressed up. I know that you make special effort to make sure that what you create for the dogs, both in the way of the set and the costumes, keep that in mind. Tell us a little bit about that, what you consider specifically. Well, well, actually, we <laughs> well, actually, one of the things that we do is we make sure that we do have tethers to the structure, and that's to keep the dogs a little safe. We um, have, I make sure that the costumes have an area where you can get to the harness, and then we have the tether that hooks to the harness so that they really can't fall off, but they're able to move around. They can move around each other. They can lay down. They can stand up. But they're a little, they're, they're safe. Sure. And we also of course, make the, a lip on the floats for safety so that when they do lay down, they can't slip off and that they feel secure. That's great. And you had also said about, you know, the floats that you want them to be off the ground. They're small dogs, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. With over 500 you keep them a little safer. Yeah, you do want yeah. to make sure that they're up high and protected. Yeah, I mean, there are so, so many people and so many dogs, big dogs, small dogs, yeah. you know, and roost, you know, chickens and all sorts of other <laughs> right. animals, too, yeah. right? We always remember the chicken. Lady Gaga is her name. Yeah. yeah. Chicken? Sure. She yep. still, still goes to events. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, Lynn, you retired Baxter, was it in 2017? I retired him in 2017 from the big events. He used to do a lot of fundraising and fashion galas, and we used to travel all over the United States. And Mm -hmm. he is 13, so we we cut back a little, but we still support all the groups, and we still dress up for Halloween. Yeah, but you became a judge instead at the Tompkins Square Parade. Yeah, last year um, I was chosen as a judge, which was a lot of fun from all the experience. Yeah, tell us about the experience, about being sort of part of the selection process as as opposed to being in front of the audience. Well, after doing three winning years with our floats, I was very honored when I was asked to be a judge. I know what goes into the carriages and the floats, and it's a good opportunity to use my experience to judge the other entries. And also you get to see every single costume, which is also a plus. And um, it was pretty easy 
a lot of them just popped, and you were able to say that that's a winner. You know, early on in yeah. the contest, you knew what you were looking for, and right. we were definitely you know surprised. Some people have so much creativity, and it all comes out at these events. Yeah, and one of them that definitely popped was yours, Diana. The first year that you participated without your designing partner. Tell us about that costume and what went into creating that because that won first place, right? Yes, yes. So I decided, what can I do with, you know, my two dogs? Because when Lynn told me she wasn't going to do it that year, I said, okay. So I came up with the idea of of an aquarium, a saltwater fish tank. And uh, then a friend of mine, Asha Vereen, said that she would like to, to do it with me. So I said, okay. So we actually built the fish tank together and I did, and I made the costumes. So she just, you know, she left the ideas to me, and the costumes were, I did, Geppetto was a blue and gold saltwater angelfish. Mm-hmm. Gianna was my favorite. She's a, uh, a venomous lionfish, which is just so beautiful. And her dog is named Penelope, a little Yorkie, and that was the clownfish. And it was really fun making these costumes and keeping them nice and, and colorful and doing all the spikes on Gianna for the lionfish was, and working with how am I going to get them to not only to stand out from the costume, but also be soft. I didn't want to use like pipe cleaner because that just bends up and will look terrible after a couple of spins around the fish tank. But I wanted it to bend and move with so you know, and not get damaged by moving around in the fish tank and just move with her. And, and it did. I used actually optical uh, wire inside ah. fabric. Yeah, <laughs> and it worked. Clever. And you went, what, as, you went as the pet shop owner, right? So I went as a pet shop owner, which was, you know, originally my plan. And then Asha went as a goldfish, a goldfish that kind of got out of the bowl, so to speak, a goldfish that got away. Right, right, right. Well, congratulations on that one. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. And you can see uh, photos of that on the Bark and Swagger page as well. Lynn, in addition to Diana's Saltwater Aquarium, what were some of the other standouts when you judged last year? Well, there were so many. I can't remember all of them because we had so many this year that that are in my mind from yesterday. There was a tour bus that one best in show. It was really hard to pick one because they were both so spectacular. The tour bus had uh, French bulldogs on it, and mm. the whole family was involved again. But a lot of people do TV shows, very like pop culture. Pop current. culture, yep, absolutely. Uh, I think that's big every year. That's superheroes. Yeah. 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 So that's fun. And then you have your, your standards that come every year, but they always have a different twist to them. There's always the witches and the the scary vampires and different things. And some dogs just come cute, cupcakes and milkshakes mm-hmm. and puppuccinos, yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. but so. it's clever. I mean, New Yorkers come up with some very clever costume ideas. That that was always my perception every year. You just went yesterday, fresh in your mind. What were some of the standouts from yesterday? Well, the one that got best in show, it was spectacular. It was Patter, and they made three teacups. I believe they were probably paper mache, one on top of the other, and the dog sat on the top, and both the owners were in the scene as well and that did win best in show that was a standout but one that i liked that didn't win was these two llamas <laughs> oh yeah funny. i saw that yeah a little that was great. head 
was the llama head, and then they constructed a whole llama on wheels around this head. So that came wheeling out, and then the owner dressed up again with paper mache, all handmade. I love the handmade costumes Mm. with probably a three-foot head on top of her own head. And I just thought that was wonderful. But unfortunately, I wasn't judging somebody else. Didn't think it was, you know, winner. But that's okay. I mean, there were just so many. When you have three hundred contestants, it's really hard to single out just a few for for prizes. Absolutely, absolutely. So, tell me what your babies were dressed up like this year, Diana. So we went as Cabbage Patch dolls, Cabbage Patch twins. Oh Inside, I yeah, I put it on the stroller, and um, I made a box and made, you know, made the Cabbage Patch Twins box, and they were, like, inside the box. And inside the box was bottles, and just as if it just came from the store, bottles and washcloths and their little <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and they had, you know, and, of course, I made their outfits, and they had, like, the curly red. They both had the curly red hair and looked like little twins. You know, it's so funny. These things, they they go away and they come back, but they never go away forever. Things like Cabbage Patch, <laughs> right? It's like part of all yeah. history, right? Um, so. What about you, Lynn? Your, yours, oh my God, what a cute costume that was too. I love the little tush. Tell us about it. Okay. A friend of mine was over one day and we were playing around with a pair that Baxter had. We added a little plumber's crack and a little tush to the top of the jeans <laughs> and decided that he looked like a plumber or he should work at Home Depot. That's what we ended up going with. We got a little apron that said Home Depot, a little credit card holder, which was actually a little metal box, so it looked like a little toolbox. Uh-huh. And we just dressed him up. I went to Home Depot with him, and <laughs> all the employees want to pose with him. So I do have a picture of him with about 15 of the employees and well, one particular one in the paint department. So that was a lot of fun. And, that's the one that we have, the one with the guy in the paint department, I guess? Yes, that's yeah, that's Frank. Yeah. He helped us with the paint, believe it or not, on the, the circus shop. He helped us match oh, all the wow. colors up yeah, oh, to, wow. our, to our vinyl. So after coming in a dozen times, we became friends, and then he wanted to see what Baxter was wearing, and that's where we took that picture. And another costume I made for him years ago, but I brought it back, was bubblegum stuck under a shoe. And again, I don't sew, so people that don't sew can still have fun. I got a pajama, pink pajama, and I hot glued little bubblegum pieces all over the pajama. I cut a little hole for his tail, and he wore a little cap also with bubblegum. And then on the back, I got a soft shoe, and I just attached it to the top. And that's what he was, bubblegum stuck under a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) That is really cute. You're going to be able to see all of this again on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. Ladies, Halloween is just a couple of days away. When you hear this, it might only be a day away or possibly today. Stay safe out there. Have fun. Have fun dressing up your pets. Make sure they're comfortable and safe. And ladies, thank you so very much for your time and sharing your great stories about your very creative costumes. Thanks, Jody. And thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Mark, you make us sound like geniuses and we love you for it. My passion is living stylishly in animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. 
don't forget to visit me at parkandswagger.com where you'll find great fashion and shelter stories and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, what are you going to do? Bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.